KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. It's just a good conversation with somebody that you didn't know you were interested in. I'm Matt Leon, and this is One on One. I played for two other teams, but I always consider myself an Eagle. My two sons learned Eagle's fight song. Their rookie year will always be very, very, very special. You know, I was back in Philly just last month. Uh, Ron Jaworski has his annual golf charity golf tournament. I come back for that every year. Philly will always be very, very important to me because I was an Eagle. And our guest this week is former Eagles kicker Paul McFadden. He was one of the best kickers in team history. Spent several years with the Birds in the 80s. And Paul, thanks so much for taking the time. Much appreciate the opportunity to, to be on your show. So first of all, before we look back on your days in football, what are you doing now? What what has your attention these days? Well, Matt, I'm so honored. I'm back in my alma mater, and I'm the president of the Youngstown State University Foundation. Uh, here at our foundation, we manage and, and keep an eye on our endowment, but uh, my real job is I'm a fundraiser for our university. I get to work with great people that support our students, and uh, it's really an honor to be here. How long have you been doing that? Yeah, you know, I came back. I taught school one year after playing. And then I came to the university and I was working in the athletic department uh, until uh, about 08. Then I moved over into our development office. And then in 2012, I came over here to our foundation. So So let's talk a little bit about your life growing up and doing some research for this. Uh, You were a soccer kid early on. You weren't a football kid growing up. Yeah, did not play football in high school, played soccer and came here to Youngstown State to play soccer, played soccer my freshman year and and then switched over in the spring. So it was quite a journey. What position? You were a midfielder playing soccer, am I correct? Midfielder in high school. And then when I came here to the university, they moved me to, to defense. So, yeah. With soccer early on, was it something that you were drawn to, to you were good at? Did you really love it? What was kind of uh, surrounding your 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 work in that sport? Love soccer. It was, it was, you know, as a little kid, that was my life. I played spring soccer, fall soccer, indoor soccer in the winter. Love soccer. So uh, we'd go to the football games in high school with my buddies. It was a social thing to do, you know, and, and we'd go have fun watching the football games, but never in a million years thought I'd ever be out on that field. What was your favorite part of soccer? What, what did you, like the, when you purified the game, what was it about the, the game that you love so much? Yeah, it's a team sport. It's fluid. Uh, you got to be in shape. I mean, I was in really good shape when I played soccer because you run so much. I uh, just really enjoyed the game. And, and like I said, when I was a little kid, I had a, uh, in my bedroom, I had a little saying on the wall that said, soccer is my life. I mean, I loved soccer when I was a little kid. So, Why Youngstown State when you were looking to go to college? Were they one of the only schools that that looked at you as a potential prospect, or were there other places that were on the table that you you could have gone to? No, pretty much, man. I mean, there's a community college up in Cleveland. I could have walked on and played soccer there at a two-year school. Uh, But YSU, Youngstown State, had a very fledgling program. It was only the third year of the program, and uh, opportunity to come here to a four-year institution, which is only about an hour and a half from home. I grew up in Cleveland. So, uh, yeah, this was my real only legitimate offer. <laughs> so you say you pl- you mentioned you played the freshman year, and then the transformation to football happened. It, it is not unusual, I think, at the college level for, you know, football coaches to go mining the soccer programs if they are in need of a kicker. What's kind of the origin story there? What what happened? How did it come together? 
you know, when you, you look at life and you think of some pivotal points in your life and some breaks, you know, like my beginning of playing football at Youngstown State and then my rookie year with the Eagles, there were some 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 forks in the road that could have gone, you know, not the right way for me. But uh, there's a, a local city park here called Wick Park, and it was a springtime. We had finished our fall soccer season. We weren't a good team, but a good nucleus of guys were having a good college experience and we're practicing up here at the city park in the spring. And we looked over on the sidewalk and the head football coach was standing there, Bill Narduzzi, who turned out to be one of the greatest mentors of my life. And he waved two of us over after a few minutes. And he said, would either of you be interested in trying to kick football? Now he was three weeks into four weeks spring ball at that point. He was not pleased with the kickers he had and his spring football game was coming up that week. And he said, if you guys are interested, you'd get to play in the spring game uh, this weekend. And the other guy was a friend of mine, Joey Sermonero. And I said, no, I'm not interested. And Joey said, hey, come on, it'd be a gas. Why don't we just try it once? We could say, you know, we kick a football on a scrimmage. So I said, what the heck? Okay. So uh, they did have six other boys kicking at that point, but it meant they were all the toe punchers, you know, the straight on guys, which I had seen on TV and all, but standing next to him, I was like, man, these guys aren't very good. And there was no soccer scholarships. We were all walk-ons paying our own way. And I did get the kickoff once in that spring game. And then Coach Narduzzi the following week had all eight of us in the room. And he said, I'm only going to keep two kickers uh, after uh, coming into camp in August. But whoever wins the job is going to get a scholarship. Well, I was paying my own way. I'm like, holy cow, I think I could beat these guys. So I went home and worked on kicking all summer and came back the first day of training camp. He had all eight guys there and had a tryout. You know, we kicked in this tryout. It was in the afternoon. And he said, go eat dinner. And after dinner, you come back on the field house. There's going to be two names on a notebook, uh, you know, scotch tape to the door. And those are the two guys who check into the dorm. You're coming to training camp. And, and I was one of the two guys who made it. What was that like? Like, what was the, the feeling there? Everything was different. Putting on equipment. I'd never kicked with equipment. It was like trying to kick wearing a, you know, a knight in shining armor <laughs> costume. It was so uncomfortable and didn't know how to put on equipment. And a helmet was even worse because you're trying to kick with this big thing on your head. And it, it was it was a wild two weeks of training camp. And the guy I was up against was a straight on who'd kicked all through high school. And he's a pretty talented guy. Uh, and it probably came down almost a coin flip before the first game. Our first game was away at Murray State, uh, but they took me. They didn't take the other guy. They took me to, to that first game. So are you You're obviously excited for this opportunity? Uh, and was this the end of your soccer career? Were you able? You probably weren't able to do both, no? Yeah, I couldn't. I stayed in touch with the soccer coach, and he was hoping I'd come back. I think he was hoping that my football experience wouldn't work out. So I kept that door open. Uh, but. I got to go to the first game. I don't know what Coach Narduzzi was thinking, maybe just to throw me out, give me some experience, but he threw me out in the second quarter for a 54. And by some miraculous way, I made it. That was the longest kick in the history of the school at that point. Came back later in that quarter, hit a 52. And uh, that's all she wrote. There was no competition after that. They kind of wrote off the other guy, and I was a kicker the rest of the year. Is it a difficult transition? I mean, obviously, soccer, you know, is all footwork and kicking and but is it a different dynamic when you go to place kicking than you know the maybe the fundamentals that you use to kick in soccer did you have to relearn or did you just kind of transfer your 
skill set and approach it the way that you would approach like a free kick in soccer? That's a great question, man. I transferred and and back in that day, you know, now a lot of these kids, they've only kicked football. The kids in the NFL, I say kids, players. But back in that day, most of the guys in the NFL were soccer guys. And it was such an advantage. I mean, you had learned how to kick off balance. You learned to kick on, you know, sloppy, wet ground. I mean, you kicked a lot playing soccer. And that fundamental basis that it gave you, you just had a, a much better understanding, I feel, than those guys who are trying to kick straight away with the square toe shoe that just kicked a football, you know, so many times a day. I mean, if you're playing a soccer game, you're, you're touching the ball a million times. Uh, so the, the, the soccer was a fantastic base for me to build my football kicking off. And I'm curious, you say first kicks a 54 yarder sets a school record, second kick 52. You know, you're 19, 18, 19 years old. Is there a part of you that's kind of like, oh, this, this is great. This is this is easy. What were they talking about? Like, it, it, did it almost come too easy at first to have that type of success? I was so intimidated. I had no idea what distance those kicks were. It wasn't until I got in the bus, they were leaving the game, and the radio guy came up to me and said, my gosh, a school record in your first kick. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, you kicked a 54 and a 52. I thought they were like mid-30s or something. I was just, it was all so new. I was so nervous. I was so afraid, so out of my element. Um, you know, one of those forks in life. I was very fortunate. Had I missed those two, who knows where I would have gone. Uh, because the rest of that year, my, my freshman year, I wasn't very good. I missed more than I made. But all that the coaches had in their memory was, boy, that first game, he hit those two long ones. So... I kind of got a free pass the rest of the way, but I was not a great kicker that year. That being said, though, did that kind of lack of awareness, does it help? You just see ball, kick ball, and you're not thinking about – I would imagine sometimes the this, you know, it's like kind of the simplest route because you're not weighed down with, all right, here's the situation, game situation, I got to do this, and it's all new to me. You just went out and kicked <laughs> Yeah, no question. Because four years later, went to the NFL, I kind of knew where I was. And I was really intimidated because you'd look around those stadiums, you're like, holy cow, this is where I am. You know, I didn't know where I was my first year at Youngstown. So how long did it take until you kind of found your pace with, okay, I need to warm up. This is how I need to attack the week. This is when I should start to warm up as the offense has the ball, like where you're comfortable kicking, which hash mark you prefer. Like how long did it take you to kind of find yourself as a kicker? My, my freshman year, because uh, I made those first two. My freshman year, I ended up eight out of 18 attempts. Not very good at all. Uh, but I learned so much. I mean, a snap and a hold was a whole new thing to me. Uh, it was all new to me. And then we had spring ball that following year, which I had a whole spring ball to train. So by the time I came back my sophomore year, my sophomore year ended up being my most productive year. Uh, by then, I would kind of figured it out, had good people around me. Uh, but boy, that that freshman year was uh, it was all experimentation and trying to learn the task. Did and I guess you had given yourself a lot of leash with those first couple of kicks. Was there appreciation with the coaches that this was completely new to you? Because I know a lot of coaches can be when it comes to specialists, specifically with place kickers. There's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of grace given. It's just did you make it? Yes, great, you can stay. You know, was there an understanding that, hey, he's learning this and the potential's obviously there. Let's work with him. Significant understanding. Significant. And and I think also factor was we had a poor team that year. We weren't very good. 
there was a lot of young kids, you know, uh, getting their stripes that year. And I think they saw the potential in me. We ended up uh, two and nine. So it wasn't like I was, you know, losing the season and knocking us out of the playoffs. So, uh, no, they gave me a lot of rope, a lot to learn. Um, I got blasted early in a game on a kickoff. Well, I just stood there. I didn't know how to hit. So a guy came up to hit me and I just stood there and let him slaughter me. So from then on, they told me to avoid contact because uh, I'd never played high school football. So the, the learning curve was huge. And uh, I think because of a lot of factors, maybe a big one is because our team wasn't very good that year. They gave me a, a lot of leeway. Now, when we see you with the Eagles, you're a barefoot kicker. In these early days, are you barefoot? Uh, my, my freshman year, I kicked with a sock on. Don't ask me why. That was stupid, too, because it would get wet and it was a pain in the butt. And from then on, I was just barefoot. And it was Tony Franklin I saw on TV doing it. I was like, I want to try what this guy's doing. And, uh, you know, I always credit Tony. There was four of us eventually barefooters in the NFL. Tony was the pioneer. Had to be the hardest for him because by the time I took my shoe off, at least people could say, I see this guy on TV doing it. I wasn't the first, but Tony was the first. I'm curious. It just seems to me as someone who's not, I played soccer in high school badly. Uh, I never place kicked or anything like that, but it, it, it just seems almost counterintuitive that you would be more effective barefoot than with a cleat on. What is it about kicking barefoot? Like, what was the hook? What did it do? What did it allow you to do that uh, kicking with a shoe with a cleat did not? Great question, man. I, I, I compare it to trying to pick up a dime with a pair of gloves on or trying to pick up a dime barehanded. I just had such a feel for the ball. I could feel the ball on my foot. Um, actually, you know, there was four of us when I was in the league doing it out of 28 teams. We thought it was going to be a wave. It's gone away. We thought it was going to take over uh, back then because four out of 28 is not small. I mean, it's noticeable, but it just gave me such a better feel for the ball. Uh, I did get injured. I, I was horsing around in training camp. My first year of Buddy Ryan, I broke a toe in training camp and I had to kick a preseason game with shoes on just to let my toe heal up. It was so uncomfortable. It was so hard for me to kick with a shoe on. I couldn't wait for my toe to heal up and get rid of that doggone shoe which only lasted one preseason day. I'm curious, when you first start kicking, you mentioned the sock first and then barefoot. Is there, like if you hit it wrong, is there, uh, can you be in a lot of pain? Maybe not injure, but, you know, until you maybe build up callus, build up tolerance, is there any pain involved? Because it would just seem to like, once again, you kick something with your bare foot with no padding, no shoe on, that it might hurt if you're not doing it correctly. Yeah, no, I'm not a very tough guy. It didn't hurt. I mean, you played soccer. You know, the ball hits the top of your foot. It, there wasn't pain involved. Very, very seldom you might get the strings on a cold day. That would sting a little bit. But, no, I'm not a tough guy. If it hurt, I wouldn't have done it. So you mentioned the first year's a struggle. You find a, You kind of find yourself. When does the idea that, man, maybe I can take this to the NFL start to enter the lexicon? Is it something you start to have success later on and the coaches say, does somebody talk to you? Or does the idea of kicking in the NFL kind of come out of not something you considered until it was time to be considered? Well, freshman year, not very good. Sophomore year, pretty productive. 
and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I was having a blast. I was, if I had soccer as my life when I was a little kid, it could have changed the football as my life because I was living in the dorm, living on campus, having a blast. I don't know how they do it now, man, but my junior year after one of the home games, uh, I'm sitting there at my locker getting ready to take a shower and a gentleman came up and he was from the Cincinnati Bengals and he handed me his business card. That's how they did it back then. And he said, we've got an eye on you. And I remember walking out the stadium, walking up to my mom and dad. I'm still holding this business card. I'm like, oh, my God, this man from the Cincinnati Bengals just gave me his card. Well, pretty much most games after that, because I think I got some notice sophomore year, most games, there'd be some scout who'd come up to you and hand you his business card. By, by the end of my senior year, my parents, you know, collected them all from me. I probably had 20 business cards from various scouts. I don't think they do that anymore. I think they do it differently. But these scouts would come to the games and they'd come down to the locker room after the game and say hello to you and give you their cards. So uh, that's when I started realizing it could be a possibility. So it's 1984, you're draft eligible, and you get drafted by the Eagles in the 12th round. And should be noted, you are the second kicker they draft that year. They, yes. they, you were drafted in the twelfth round. They drafted a gentleman named Manny Matsakis, who I believe is a college football coach now. Uh, in the eighth round, uh, had were the Eagles one of those twenty or so teams that had a scout? You know, did you get a feel that they were going to be interested, or were they not any more interested in any other team? And you know, what was your reaction when you're the one that uh, gets the phone call from the Eagles? No, they they were they they were at several games. And then uh, Frank Gans was a special team coach that year. Legend. Like in November, oh, I love Coach G. Late November, maybe even early December, he came to Youngstown and had me kick. I remember it was a snowy day, and I kicked here in Youngstown for him, and he stayed in touch. And, you know, I thought I was his guy. I didn't realize after trying me out, he headed down to Columbus and tried out Manny Mansakis at Capitol, and he was his guy too. In fact, he was higher on Manny. But if you really look at that training camp, man, the guy who had the job was Jimmy Asmus. And Jimmy was at the previous two training camps and had beaten out Tony Franklin. He'd beaten Tony, but he built the reputation of getting into preseason games. And Jimmy got nervous Nelly and he performed poorly in preseason games. So coming into that training camp, Jimmy Asmus was by far the favorite to win the job. And, and he should have. I mean, he was beating Manny and I in practice pretty bad. He was a really talented. And also, I would say a gentleman, a great guy, uh, Jimmy Asmus was. But we go into that first preseason game against uh, Detroit. By that point, I had already eked my way up in front of Manny. They took Jimmy and myself to the Lions game. But they said to me, you're not playing. You know, Asmus has this whole game. And he went one for three. He missed 230-somethings. And that reputation of getting nervous in the games hung over his head. How did you approach that training camp as you know there is the established guy that you know has the lead you're the second kicker drafted did that take pressure off you did you put more pressure on yourself I mean it's an NFL training camp but uh, there were a lot of factors in play what was kind of your mindset throughout that training camp well that training camp was probably the most the toughest experience in my life I mean when you came into the dorm every day uh, there at Westchester, they had the depth chart on the wall right by the elevators. And I was number three. For three weeks, I was number three. I'm like, I'm never going to move up. Although I could see what was going on at practice. And, and I thought I was 
doing well against Manny Mansakis, but I could see what was going on against Jimmy Asmus, and he was way ahead of us uh, both. Um, so that was a long, long, you know, they, they pushed us hard. They worked us hard. They charted us twice a day, which means, you know, you got 20 kicks in the morning on the chart, 20 kicks in the afternoon on the chart, either won, lost. They put a ton of pressure on us, but they needed to see who was going to emerge. I mean, if I was the coach, I would have done that. I got these three young guys and I got to find out who's going to do it. So, uh, yeah, they made life really tough for us, but that was their job at the time, make life tough for us. Was there a moment when you realized you were going to win the job or was it when, you know, did you even get called or pushed, pulled aside or did the other guys get let go and you kind of realize nobody's tapping you on the shoulder? How do you kind of learn you're going to be the kicker for the 1984 Philadelphia Eagles? The moment came very, very late. Uh, first, Manny and I were roommates. And uh, you're, you're rooming with one of your chief competitions. That's another head game they had for you because you couldn't even get away from it at night. You know, the guy in the cot eight feet away, you're trying to beat. Uh, after that Lions game that they took myself and, and Jimmy to, uh, you'd hear the Turk coming down the hall. You'd hear the Turk. You'd hear that door open at the end of the hall and in the footsteps. And fortunately, the first three weeks, they walked by our door until that one morning they knocked on our door. And I'm thinking, man, they're not here for me. So I didn't get up. And Manny got up and they were there for him. Um, so that was one of the thresholds I had to pass. Uh, the second preseason game was against uh, Pittsburgh here in Pittsburgh, which is an hour from Youngstown. So this is pre-cell phone, pre-internet, all that. But I knew there was a ton of Youngstown people going. They told me that Jimmy and I would split duties. And we did. And was called on to make a, a short field goal in that game made it. I don't remember seeing the ball. I kicked it. It's part of this, you know, you're so nervous and you're so young. I kicked it and my teammates started patting me on the back and Jaworski was a holder. And I looked at Jaws and I said, Jaws, where did it go? And he said, it went through. I didn't even see it. I didn't see it go through. Uh, no more field goal tries that game. A few more PATs. We both kicked off. Then the next game, we were going to Minnesota. And they said, again, you and Jim are going to split. You're going to split duties again because we're battling it out on that charting in practice. And so they said, you guys are going to split duties. And this was the other moment that really stuck in my head. First quarter, they send me out for a 50. And I remember jogging out on the field, Matt. I was like, you know what? For the rest of my life, I could say I was here. I mean, golly, I came to an NFL preseason camp and those goalposts looked 100 miles away. And by some miracle, I hit that 50. And the deal was whoever kicked the PAT or field goal would do the corresponding kickoff. So I hit the 50. I hit the kickoff. I'm coming to the sideline. And Frank Gantz came right up to me and pointed and said, you're kicking the rest of the game. They benched Jimmy at that point. And they ended up cutting Jimmy on Monday. Uh, so the following week, just to make pressure even more, we play the Cleveland Browns, which I grew up in Cleveland. <laughs> so I got even more people watching. Uh, but we played that game in Philly, made two short field goals. But I knew the Eagles were looking at the waiver wire. It was, we had the weekend off. So I just stayed in the hotel. And Monday morning, I walk into the locker room at Veterans Stadium. I'm looking to see if I have a locker. And before I saw my locker, Coach Gantz came out of the coach's locker room and looked at me. He said, Mac, we've got special teams in five minutes. You better hurry up and get changed. And I was like, wow, I made the team. <laughs> so that's how I found out. We need to take a break on one-on-one. -on -one. We will have more with Paul McFadden right after this.
And we are back continuing our conversation with former Eagles kicker Paul McFadden. What is the NFL debut in the regular season? I think 84, I think it was against the Giants, the, mm-hmm. the first game you kick. Is it immediately different than those preseason games? Is it, I don't want to say easier, but you've got the job as much as, you know, things can always change. You know, it's just a different dynamic. This counts for real. Like, how did it compare to your preseason experience? Just just to carry on a preseason, it was precarious. It was in the paper that the Eagles were talking to other free agent kickers. Uh, I knew that it was just as intense as training camp. I, I hit two kicks in that game, but I had a really bad miss. Maybe one of the worst misses of my career. I missed like a 30, and it was miles off to the right. I don't know what the heck I was doing, but... So I made two, but I had a really bad mess. So, uh, no, very precarious. Uh, the next game we played, Minnesota at home. Uh, went four for four, including a 49, and just took off from there. Was that Minnesota, that four for four, did you feel like at that point, I'm here, this is my job, I, you know, we got this going forward, you know, or how long did it take until you really kind of settled in that you're the kicker for the Philadelphia Eagles and it's going to be that way for a while? I don't think I ever felt it that, that season. I felt that whole season that I was on the firing line and, and uh, no, never felt it. I was always, always looking at the door, seeing if there's another kicker walking in the door. Did that make you a better kicker? Sure. Sure. I think about that now in life. Um, I think so much about that Eagles experience. And, and sometimes I share with my team here, it, it was an interesting time that first training camp because, you know, in life, people always try and help you. We're always trying to be friendly and always, and not that I was hazed and not that I was beat on, but for six weeks out at Westchester, I was treated pretty bad, but that was their job. I mean, they, they exhausted us physically. They worked us mentally. I slept eight feet away from my chief competitor on it was a mind game. It was a physical game. And it was such a life-building experience to just hang in there and push through that. And, and again, the Philadelphia Eagles were doing the right thing. They needed to see who was going to emerge and be their kicker. And you weren't going to do that by coddling guys. You, know, you needed to make it tough on them. So that first year in 84, I think you led the league in field goals kicked. Uh, you were rookie of the year by UPI. Special teams MVP voted by your teammates. You know, when that year's over, does it seem amazing? Does it almost seem surreal what you've put into the books? Absolutely. And if you would have asked me, I thought, I don't know if I had a great year because I had seven misses. You know, you're dwelling on your failures. Uh, it was surreal. I mean, coming home, I mean, people were, it was a different world. It was a different world uh, after that. And, I can't credit Frank Gantz anymore. I mean, he shaped my life. Uh, I have a, a late story to share with you about Coach Gantz, but the impact he's had on my life, let alone those two seasons I played for him, was profound. And the other big positive, which I haven't even brought up yet, but, you know, I left Youngstown State. Ron Jaworski is the, the, the biggest player ever to play here. He's the legend, and he's my holder. And every time I go out on the field, Jaws was out there. That was such a comforting factor to have Jaws out on the field. And, you know, half the time I joke with him, he'd be coming out of the huddle mad that we weren't going for it on fourth down and we had to kick a field goal. But 
you know, he'd always be like, all right, Mac, here we go. You ready? You know, and it was just to have him there. Wow. That was a huge advantage to have jaws out on the field, uh, a guy of that much experience just to sell you down. And just for those Frank Gans, who we've mentioned uh, was the Eagle special teams coach, one of the handful greatest special teams coaches in the history of the NFL, like Don't just, just quest. at the top of the list. Uh, I'm curious, kind of, is it the vet turf was notorious? How was it to kick on? Uh, well, it was the old style turf, so it was great. I mean, players hated it, but I liked it. I, I connotated the golf. It was like kicking off a golf green. It wasn't high grass at all. It was carpet. Um, you know, this new style turf, which is really nice, but it's more like grass. And any kicker would rather kick off that old style turf. It was nice, flat, low. You got a good look at the ball. Uh, those bases could make things tricky because kicking the one direction, second and third base, you kicked off of that sometimes. And that could be kind of tricky, pretty uneven there. But, you know, it didn't happen a lot and you just dealt with it. You spent four years with the Eagles. Uh, the last two, I believe, were Buddy Ryan was the head coach. Prior to that, it was Marion Campbell. I'm curious, what was the relationship? What was it like to kick for Buddy Ryan? Because it would appear to me he is the type of guy who had very little time for specialists. Am I being unfair there? Like, or how did he, how did, was it different kicking under him than it was any of your other coaches? Well, first of all, it was a great honor to kick for Marion. It was a great honor to kick for Coach Ryan. Um, I didn't perform well for Coach Ryan, and that's not his fault. Uh, I recall uh, our conversation I'll share in a minute when he released me, but he was an old school guy. Everyone knows that he's an old rough and tumble defensive guy, but he'd been in the game for so long. He knew the importance of special teams. He'd been around kickers. Um, you know, he, he tried every technique to make me better because I was faltering for him. I mean, he tried kicking me, not literally, but you know, yelling. Then he'd try hugging me. He tried everything. I just got off track. In the day he released me, I called him. Uh, you know, I, I didn't see him. I went in the locker room. They said, Mac, you're done. Clean out your locker. I went home and I called him. It was pretty emotional. But he said, son, I've been around this game a long time. He said, you're going to be all right, and I'm going to be all right. And about four weeks later, warming up for the New York Giants, I ran over on the field to Coach Ryan, and he said, boy, I told you you're going to be all right. And I said, you're right, Coach. You're right. It was an honor to play for Coach Ryan. He was a character of characters, but it was an honor to play for him. When you think of your four years with the Eagles, you know, what is your favorite memory, favorite part from that time of your life? Oh, man, that's such a hard question. I mean, I played for two other teams, but I always consider myself an Eagle. Um, my two sons learned Eagles fight song as a nursery rhyme just because it's a song I knew. They learned it when they were children. Our, our whole house has Eagles gear around it. Uh, that rookie year will always be very, very, very special. But those memories are so vivid. Uh, um, you know, I was back in Philly just last month. Uh, Ron Jaworski has his annual golf charity golf tournament. I come back for that every year uh, to see the guys and support Jaws' cause. Philly will always be very, very important to me because I was an eagle. I'm curious. You had so many big kicks in your life. Every kicker has his failures. It goes with the job. What is greater? the high of the game winning or the critical kick or the low of the big miss? I don't know why, but you remember the low more. I mean, the high is great, but then it's fleeting. And that low just, it just sticks in your craw. You know, it sticks in your craw. So, and maybe that's uh, about life too. You know, our failures seem to stick with us more 
than our successes. But uh, yeah, the failure stuck with me longer. And you mentioned the last couple of years weren't as successful with the Eagles. In real time, I mean, it sounds like a silly question because if you were completely realized it, you would have fixed it. But even in retrospect, did something change? Was there a physical change, a, a minor injury, or just like you said, like it can happen in sports? You just kind of got out of whack and it you, you weren't able to get back in whack. I got out of whack and I stopped believing. And because uh, I'm my. Particularly my second year in Philly, I was just in a groove and I'd go out there and I'm like, man, I'm going to smack this right through. You know, my fourth year in Philly, I'd walk out there. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I you know, these goalposts look like they're so small. You got to believe. And I stopped believing. And Buddy was right. He said a change of scenery would do me well. And, you know, my last year in Philly, it was all kind of doom and gloom and, and things weren't good. I went into New York and New York's media was saying, wow, we got McFadden. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm good again. All of a sudden, so it, it made me feel better, and I, I performed well in New York. So, mindset. What would you consider your greatest Eagles kick? Is there one that jumps right to the top of the list? One game. Yeah, just one kick, like one strictly from a you know game winner, game tire, long field goal. Field goal and terrible elements. You know, is there one that just really sticks with you? Well, I would say one game, Matt. My rookie year in the Silver Dome in Detroit, I hit a 50 and a 52. First rookie in history ever to hit two over 50 in one game. But that game came down to a 40 to put it into overtime. And I hit that also. So in one game, I hit a 50, 52 and a 40 on the last play of the game. Ironically, Eddie Murray was the kicker on the other team. Good friend of mine. They drive right down, and on the last play of, of over, overtime, Eddie missed the 21. So we ended up tied. So a, a game that probably went down as my best performance, Eddie wants to forget about because it was an awful performance for him. But there really is a camaraderie with kickers because no one can really kind of appreciate the stand around, stand around, stand around, and then possibly go out at the most important moment of the game and you have to perform at a high level. It is, that is difficult. And I think it's, you, you love to commiserate with people that can appreciate it. And it's a very small club. Absolutely. Right. And when I was playing, there was this off season kicking contest that the first two years was in Fort Lauderdale. The next few years, it was in Maui. And we'd go spend a week together and they'd take this kicking contest. Well, you know, you're, you're eating dinner with the guys and you're staying in the hotel together. And we had a camaraderie because we all knew each other. We spent a week together every off season and it was fantastic. It was fantastic. I mean, to get to uh, kicking that kicking contest was fun, but to build those relationships with the other guys, that was critical. I'm curious, would you consider place kicking more science or art? <laughs> it depends on the person. <laughs> So here in Youngstown, I, I'm sure you've heard the name of Jeff Wilkins, who yes. followed Nick Blasio and kicked for the Rams for years, has a Super Bowl ring. Jeff is a very technique guy. Where was your foot? Where was your body position? Where was – he's a science guy. We both say I kicked by feel. I, I tried to finish high to the middle. I could feel my body. I could feel the, the kinesthetics of it. So it would depend on the person. I would say it's more of a feel art. Jeff would say it's more of a science, and it depends on the guy. So we mentioned four years with the Eagles. 
then time with the Giants, and then you spend a season with the Atlanta Falcons in 89, uh, and then that was ended up being your last year in the NFL. In reading and looking back, was there an injury involved that, because you're still pretty young, still effective, you were at like 70% that year with the Falcons, you know, what put an end to the day's kicking? So uh, I went to Atlanta because Marion Campbell was the head coach there, and I wanted to get back to Coach Swamp. You know, I was so comfortable with him, so I went back with him. Yeah, I I, I uh, tore my quad warming up against the 49ers and just thought it would be a bump in the road. In, in the offseason, I was having a lot of difficulty kicking, a lot of difficulty kicking, and they took an X-ray. And I guess this happens sometimes if you tear a muscle, calcium can form in there. And calcium formed in my tear, in my quad. And they said, we can operate and go in and get it, but you'll never kick again. Or we could leave it there and you'll never kick again. I still tried to kick. I tried to push through it. Um, and, and to be all honest, my, my performance was already diminishing in my career. So I don't like to tell people I lost my career because of an injury. I had six glorious years, a tremendous opportunity. I got a little bit older and yeah, I couldn't do it anymore. So, Was that tough or were you at at peace with that because it's a lot of times with athletes when you're not able to call the shots of when it ends it can be difficult to deal with was that an issue for you I was blessed because I saw so many guys have a hard time turning the page Uh, to be honest I hadn't finished my degree I came back to Youngstown Uh, coach Tressel now president Tressel was here and welcomed me back as a volunteer coach on special teams while I was going to school uh, no, it was a transition that it was time for me to move on. And uh, like I said, I've seen a lot of guys really have a hard time turning that page. I didn't. I was lucky. I was able to move on. And if I'm not mistaken, you have some kids that kick? I do. My oldest son uh, is now, he has his, his master's degree. He's a geologist down in Pittsburgh. And my youngest son will be a senior. He's our kicker here at at YSU right now, and it is so fun watching them. My oldest son kicked here at YSU, and now my youngest son will be our kicker this year. Are they barefoot? No. My oldest tried it for a couple games, and then then he got logical again and put his shoe back on. More nerve-wracking when it's you getting wow. ready to line up the kick or watching your son line up a kick? No, watching them. My youngest last year, our opening game was against uh, Incarnate Word here. He had to hit a 42 on the last play regulation to tie it. I mean, my heart was pounding out my chest. And then he hit a a 27 in overtime to win it. I mean, it was such a thrill for a dad. But, oh, my gosh, you'd much rather be down there doing it yourself than powerless just watching on the sideline. And what was it like? We talked about your time with the Eagles. We talked about kicking on the turf. What was (laughs) it like being a kicker in front of those the Eagle fans? I love the Eagle fans. I loved everything about my Philly experience. Uh, Eagle fans are awesome. Now, no matter what team you go to, you would, you would say this, man, every town says our fans are the, the best fans. And okay. I mean, I live right here by Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I'd put Philly fans up against them as better any day. I mean, Philly fans, they, they love their team. They're passionate. I love Philly fans. I brought my boys back for a few games and, They've got to see the nutty passionist of, of those fans <laughs> firsthand. And uh, very important. My son's heard so much about Geno's and Pat's. So when they were in high school, I had to take them down to Geno and Pat's so they could say what was their favorite. You know, all those traditions is pretty cool. And are you amazed when you look at what kickers in the NFL can do today? You know, where 
you're seeing guy, you know, it used to be you only went out for like 59, 60, 61 in the most dire of circumstances, you know, a last play, end of a half. You're seeing more and more now, like field goals, like 50 is the what used to be like 35. Like guys are kind of expected to hit from 50 in today's NFL. As someone who's been through the grind of it, is it amazing the level we see of place kicking in professional football right now? Yes. These kids are so good. They're unbelievably good. Um, I live in Youngstown, so uh, Denise DeBartlow York and John York, who own the San Francisco 49ers, are great benefactors to our university. I talk with them a lot. A few years ago, Dr. York pulled me aside once and said, Paul, they're thinking of moving the extra point back as a kicker. What do you think? I said, Dr. York, I think they need to do it. Because remember, before they did it, it was like out of 1,000 PATs, like three were missed or something. That was the right thing to do. Was I see Dr. York now? He's like, what do you think? I said, Dr. York, I think they need to narrow the posts. I mean, back in the 50s and 60s, they were 24 feet. They moved them to 18. These kids are so good. As you said, 50 yards, they're hitting 70, 80% of those kicks. I think they need to narrow the post to 15 to get the competitive advantage back to the game because they're too good now. These kids are too good. Paul McFadden, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's an honor to speak with you. I love Philadelphia. Any chance to be part of part of Philadelphia, it's an honor. So fly Eagles. And that will do it for this week's episode. Want to thank former Eagles kicker Paul McFadden for being our guest this week. Also want to thank Steve Switkowitz for helping get me together with Paul McFadden. Steve is a player marketing rep, and if you're looking to book a player for an appearance, he can be reached at 610-703-8479. Now, if you like the show and you want to help us out, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review. You can follow the show on Twitter at one-on-one-pod. You can follow me on Twitter as well at MattLeon1060. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to check us out again next week when we bring you another conversation with someone you should know more about.